Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 723, for Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 ranked games on Board Game Geek. Now, normally I really try to confine myself to the top 10 and not delve too far outside because where does that stop? But this time, I will note the top 12. Because dipping from number 10 last time down to number 12 this time is Great Western Trail by Alexander Feaster, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.127. And that is a decline of one point from last time. Great Western Trail has spent a total of 11 quarters in the top 10, although this was just a one-quarter blip. Two quarters back, it was number 11 after sliding out of the top 10 then. But at number 11 is Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce and published by Greater Than Games, also with a rating of 8.127. Of course, this is computed out to further decimal points, decimal places, so somewhere in the tens of thousandths of a point, perhaps, is where the tie is broken between these two games. Climbing into the top ten to replace Great Western Trail is War of the Ring, the second edition, by Roberto Di Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepotello, published by Ares Games with a rank, uh, rating of 8.128. So only one point more than both Spirit Island and Great Western Trail. This is the first appearance in the top 10 for War of the Ring, a game that was released in 2012. <laughs> so it's taken nine years to inch its way into the top 10, which is the slowest ever game uh, climb for a game to do that. This time around, it climbs two spots to hop over both Great Western Trail and Spirit Island, but this is a game that has continued to add to its rating uh, very consistently. This time around, it adds three points. After adding three points the previous quarter, and three points the quarter before that, and four points the quarter before that. So just a very slow climb for a game that has continually been eclipsed by games that climb a lot faster. So I think I think that's just a really interesting chart performance for War of the Ring. Now, is it going to be able to stay in the top ten? Uh, that's We'll see. The Probably the most competitive spot on this chart is right around number 10. At number 9, losing one position for the third consecutive quarter. So, you know, back in January, it was number 6. Through the Ages, a story, new story, a new story of civilization by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition with 8.161. One, that's 33 points more than War of the Ring, and 34 more than Spirit Island and Great Western Trail. A decline of 10 for its 15th consecutive decline, during which time it has lost 163 points. 
Well, taking its place at number eight after spending two quarters back down at number nine is Star Wars Rebellion by Cory Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.173, 12 points more than Through the Ages, and a gain of three as it continues to typically gain, and this is its highest ever rating, even though it spent a year at number five and almost two years at number six. And now its highest ever rating only garners it a number eight. Spending its second quarter at number seven, Gaia Project by Jens Drogemüller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with 8.177. Only four points more than Star Wars Rebellion, but it also gained three points and is the current longest-running game in the top ten to have a quarterly gain every quarter. This is its 14th appearance on the list. Now, that four-point gap to Star Wars Rebellion, is that something that Rebellion can surmount? Well, it it was four four points last quarter, and five points each of the two quarters before that, after Gaia Project passed Rebellion. So they are really just running really close to each other. After four quarters at number five, stepping back a spot to number six, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.258. That is 81 points more than Gaia Project. That's a larger gap than we saw between Gaia Project at number seven and Great Western Trail at number 12, where the gap is only 50 points. And that is a gain in rating, Twilight Imperium has continually been adding to its rating. It's up four points from last quarter, but it was leapfrogged by the game at number five after spinning its wheels for two quarters at number six. Moving up a spot in its third quarter on the list is Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.264, six points more than Twilight Imperium, and a gain of 17 from last time, at an 18-point gain the quarter before that, which are really pretty moderate gains. I think there has been some talk among people who watch the top 10 that Jaws of the Lion might slot in at number 2, or even supplant Gloomhaven. Uh, But with this kind of ratings performance, that would be a long haul. I just don't see that happening. But still, for Two versions of the same game essentially land in the top five. The month that, the quarter rather, that Through the Ages, the second edition, entered the top ten. Uh, it was at number three, where I guess that was the second month in the top ten, and its big brother, the first edition, was at number seven. So that's pretty close to two games in the top five. And if you go way back, there was a point where Dominion and Dominion Intrigue were both in the top ten. But here we have our two highest charting ever games in the same family, or two versions of the same game. Repeating at number four for the sixth consecutive quarter, Terraforming Mars, by Jacob Vexelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.278. 14 points more than Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, only 20 more than Twilight Imperium, and a decline of four points. That's its second straight decline. 
So its gap to Jaws of the Lion has narrowed over the last three quarters from 58 points to 35 to 14. At that pace, we would expect Jaws of the Lion to move in to number four next quarter. Meanwhile, its gap to Twilight Imperium has narrowed from 36 to 28 to 20. At that pace, we would expect three more quarters for Twilight Imperium also to pass terraforming Mars. Repeating at number three for the sixth consecutive quarter, Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with a rating of 8.409. That is 131 points more than Terraforming Mars, or roughly the gap from Terraforming Mars number four down into the range between nine and ten. Now, this is the first time that Brass has not had a double-digit point gain from one quarter to the next. This time it is only eight points, but still on an upward trajectory in its eighth quarter in the top ten. In the runner-up spot for the 16th consecutive time, and the longest-running game in the top ten, Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.450, 41 points more than Brass, and a decline of 6, its 13th decline in the last 14 quarters, during which time it has lost a total of only 52 points. It's been a very slow ebbing away, although 6 points here in each of the last two quarters suggests a little bit, a little bit of an acceleration. Its gap to Brass at number 3 in the last three quarters has narrowed from 79 to 55 to 41. So, it could be as few as three quarters if Brass can keep climbing. That Brass could move into the number 2 spot and the sort of unthinkable idea that anybody can ever pass Pandemic Legacy, again, will have been thought. But I think that is a big if. It's a big ask on the part of Brass, especially seeing this decline. Next quarter, I think, will be really telling to see whether it can, it'll can. it be able to catch Pandemic Legacy so quickly or whether it will need a longer haul, possibly, to overhaul it. And repeating at number one for the 16th consecutive quarter, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephala Fair Games, with a rating of 8.525. 75 points more than Pandemic Legacy, and a decline of 12 points. That is its second largest decline on the heels of last quarter's 15-point decline, which was its largest, and its 11th consecutive decline, during which it has lost 96 points. The gap to Pandemic Legacy has narrowed from 90 to 81 to 75 points. So that gap is closing more rapidly because Pandemic Legacy is losing ground at a slower pace. And even still, even at its current pace, it would take two and a half years for Pandemic Legacy to overhaul Gloomhaven. But what about the gap between Gloomhaven and Brass? That gap over the last three quarters has narrowed from 169 points to 136, to 116. Uh, Even at a 20-point clip, 
even if Gloomhaven continues to shed at the same rate and brass continues to climb at the same rate, that's a 20-point delta this month, this quarter, 33 points last quarter. Well, let's say even at that pace, we're still looking at something like uh, a year, a year and a half before that could conceivably happen. But the fact that it's even conceivable at that time scale is really a testament to Brass's impressive performance. For Wednesday, October 6th, 2021.